Good morning. The identities of three U.S. Marines killed in an aircraft crash during an exercise in the Tiwi Islands have been revealed. Major Tobin Lewis, 37, Captain Eleanor LeBeau, 29, and Corporal Spencer Collard, 21, lost their lives when an Osprey crashed on Melville Island. Liam Tapper has the latest from Darwin. Well, these three Marines who tragically lost their lives in Sunday's military exercise are being remembered by so many people here in the top end. Major Tobin Lewis, 37-year-old, the executive officer on board the Osprey, he was commissioned to the Marine Corps back in 2008. He was highly decorated with a number of medals after years of service. Captain Eleanor LeBeau, just 29 years old, she was the Osprey pilot. On board, she was from Belgium. Illinois commissioned to the Marines in 2018 while Corporal Spencer Collart was just 21 years old. He was a crew chief on board the Osprey at the time from Arlington, Virginia. Now these three, they were part of a tight-knit Marine Corps community. A lot of those people came together at the Cenotaph to pay their respects. There were local members of the community servicemen and women from the Australian military along with the Marines. Some of those who were part of the rotational force here in Darwin, teammates of those three who tragically lost their lives, including also the Care Flight emergency crew members. They were the first responders who travelled out to Melville Island and brought those Marines back to the mainland to be treated at Royal Darwin Hospital. Their hearts are shattered. They are American mates who've lost their lives in this tragedy find eternal peace. Not only are we mourning the deaths of these young men in the service of their country, we are mourning the loss of quite literally friends and guests in our homes. This morning, three Marines remain in Royal Darwin Hospital, but this morning support is coming in from right around the world. The Japanese ambassador, along with the Vice Minister for Defence, who are here in Darwin on other business, they too paid their respects at the Cenotaph in Darwin after what is a major international military tragedy. Thanks, Liam. Australian holidaymakers in Indonesia have been shaken by a magnitude 7.1 earthquake which has rocked the region early this morning. It struck deep in the sea north of Bali and Lombok Islands. Tegan Dolling has more from Bali. The earthquake in Bali started at around 4 o'clock this morning. There was rattling of the beds and cutlery and then within around 20 seconds the entire room started to shake quite strongly. Guests from uh, villas and resorts started to run from their rooms, obviously fearing that there could be substantial damage. We spoke to the uh, reception here at our resort. They said that everything was fine, incredibly. It doesn't seem like there is too much damage despite being such a strong earthquake. They say that it's the strongest quake that they've had in around 12 months. Now, people in Seminyak, even down in Ubud, they all felt this earthquake. We spoke to, I think, an engineer and a security guard here at this resort in Uluwatu. They uh, did a little bit of a reconnaissance and made sure that everything was safe here at the resort, and they believe that that is the case. So it is almost business as usual. The locals don't seem to worry about this earthquake but obviously there is a chance that there will be aftershocks as we go throughout the day. Tomorrow we'll find out the date as Australians will go to the polls to vote in the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. Today the Prime Minister is rallying support in the West. Live to our political reporter Rob Scott. Rob, Anthony Albanese is pushing the Yes campaign in Perth. 
Yes, he is, Anne. In fact, he's just wrapped up uh, an address to a sold-out leadership breakfast in Perth a short time ago, hosted by the West Australian newspaper, noting that his road to victory at last year's federal election ran right through WA, with votes in the West crucial to Labor taking office. But the reality is convincing West Australians to get behind the voice is proving much more difficult. The no campaign is ahead there, and that's something Mr Albanese and thousands of volunteers from the Yes side are trying to turn around. I am proud to lead a government that tomorrow will announce the date of the referendum to give all of you in this room the opportunity to vote yes, to vote yes for recognition in our constitution, to vote yes for listening to a voice and yes to get better results for our first peoples of this nation. The Prime Minister will travel to Adelaide in the next few hours where he'll make that announcement tomorrow on when the referendum will be held. That's widely expected to be October the 14th. To help people make up their minds which way to vote, the Australian Electoral Commission has begun issuing the official yes and no pamphlets. 13 million have been printed for distribution. Australia Post expects to have completed the letterbox drops by early to mid-September. And reminder, Anne, voting is compulsory. Rob Scott in Canberra. Thank you, Rob.